Welcome to Random Gaming Toolkits Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Roberts. How are you doing? All right. How are you doing? Doing good. Yeah, doing all right. Uh, what have you been playing in the last week or so? Uh, unfortunately, not a whole lot. Um, last week, my internet router decided to piss itself and die, and I only got it replaced yesterday. Um, in the little time that I did, I've been trying out the New World Closed Beta. New World is actually a game from Amazon Game Studios, which I had more than a little bit of fun just dunking on last week with their company's uh, um, requirements for developing a game while working there. But I, that did not override my <laughs> curiosity as to a game that's actually coming out from, what, the three-year-old four-year-old game studio that hasn't produced anything yeah um something like that yeah it's an mmo so it's your normal mmo stuff i haven't really gotten that too deep into it i probably got about five hours in uh graphically it looks good runs really smooth it's a non-class based system so anything you want to do you just got to find something associated with that skill and then just use it a bunch um, I'm just about to get to the point where they're going to start doing factions. There's a lot of ambition in it because individual guilds, and, or they call them companies, can take over areas and then have that influence the area and influence the gameplay. Um, so there is potential for that. I don't really have a whole lot to say past that because, like I said, I haven't played it that much. Um, the one game that I could play without requiring internet, was I finally got around to cracking open Breath of the Wild on my Switch. Huh? Whoever came up with the uh, game control concept of not being able to walk up to a cooking pot and then just cooking and doing it, forcing me to go into the menu, find the item, hold it, exit the menu, change the prompt to go from sit by the fire to cook at the fire, needs to be punched in the face really, really hard. That is... That is just beyond stupid. Um, outside of that, I'm still trying to get used to the controls because I'm just not used to the Switch controls. Okay. Okay. I you, have the, the controller attached off of the Switch and plugged into what comes with it. Um, I've thought about you know waiting for some sale, probably like close to the you know close to Christmas sale, see if there's a Switch controller that goes on sale that's not going to be eighty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's uh, that's Nintendo for you. So, um, it might be worth doing what I did get a um, because mm-hmm. you have a PS4, don't you? So Getting a uh, PS4 adapter thing like like I've got, and just plug it into your dock and uh, sync it up. So, uh, unless you're obviously using handheld, then then you can't do that. So I yep. assume so using the Joy-Con then. Oh, so that's uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're uh, they're they're not great. Not as bad as uh, the Steam Deck that we talked about last week. Um, but uh, they're they're not great. So I uh, I kind of understand your pain. Is that your first time using? I them? used them with, you, Animal you use them with Animal Crossing. Um, that's one of those things where I wish I could have gotten into Animal Crossing because I'm familiar enough with the game and it is a really good game. It just never clicked. Hmm. Yeah. Um. To me, to me, with Animal Crossing, it's just sort of the way people say they've spent like seven hundred hours on it, and I'm like, "What are you doing for?" I mean, you're building your island and stuff, but like, is is that it? Like, you just 
build stuff for well, like friends. Animal to visit Crossing them? is kind of in the same vein as really... Terraria or Minecraft or any anything like that. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. right. So, um, that's cool. better. Uh, yeah. That's, that's what you've been playing. Cool. Uh, I'm still going on with Ubisoft's Breath of the Wild, which is Immortals Phoenix Rising. It really is just Breath of the Wild. Uh, it's that copy homework meme thing that we talked about before. Uh, but not to the games like Detriment or whatever. It's a very, very good game. I'm finding the puzzles really interesting and really intriguing. I did stream about half an hour of it the other day. I just felt like, hey, I'll pop a Twitch stream on and see who kind of shows up and whatever. And uh, go from there. I'm doing these... Um, trials at the moment and I could not for the life of me work out how to open the thing up so I did have to look up something on YouTube uh, it was quite easy actually and I'm now doing the, the trial itself the funny thing is with the trial that I'm doing is it was like laid out really strange to the point where I couldn't work out which direction I had to go forward which was really weird so I did actually just reset it because I looked at certain areas I was like okay I've done that and then there's a thing here, and there's a ball here, and there's a cube here, and it's like, okay, I got kind of admittedly just a bit lost with it. Um, but uh, it's been really good still. The combat is kind of interesting as well. Um, again, very just Breath of the Wild-esque. Um, so that's been that's been quite good. Uh, played a lot more uh, Modern Warfare, COD Modern Warfare. Um, I did this thing earlier, I streamed it as well, which was um, going into a custom game. Uh, not putting any bots in the game, connecting a second controller, making that like you know a guest uh, split screen thing, and trying to do cross map thermite kills. The reason I connected a second controller is so when I can see on my on the split screen my view technically, and then the other team's view. Uh, instead of me just trucking a thermite across the map and guessing where it's going, I can see on the other screen where roughly it's going and okay do I need to go right or up or down or do I need to move to a different to a different kind of area that uh, it worked out pretty well I found some interesting like spots to uh, throw some thermites cross map unfortunately none of the training that I did worked in a public game at least not at the moment um, maybe I just wasn't quite throwing them in the right places um, but it's one of the things where like okay there's six v6 the players the, the other six players could completely spread out Two of them could go in the same direction. There's a, there's a whole bunch of different new, uh, n numbers, things that can kind of happen with that. So that was quite interesting. But it was good to sort of practice. The practice itself was successful. Um, so that was that was pretty good. But I just thought, like, okay, so in order for me to find where the thermite is going, I need to see the other team's perspective. So I tried that on quite a few maps. There's still about two or three maps. I want to try it on because even though you can get cyber attack on quite a few maps there's more maps that tend to pop up more regularly so I tried uh, more of them there's a few maps where thermite cross maps just wouldn't work at all things like uh, for those of you that might have played the game things like um, hard hat like there's no way you could really do a thermite cross there's certain areas near the start that you could throw thermites into that might hit somebody but nothing like across the map there's just too much construction and everything else kind of in the way so on on certain maps i don't even attempt it i just um use other sort of tactics and whatever um but there's a couple of maps that are like far more open that are interesting to do it on um so yeah it's uh, it's pretty good it's just it's funny when um 
it's just funny when I throw a thermite across the map and because when I think I said this before when you kill somebody on the enemy team you can that you can hear their microphone for like a few seconds and there's been a few times where like the way somebody's not shouted but like whoa sort, sort of thing and you can tell that they just had no idea this thermite was coming at them um because it's just this thing that just flies across the map um and you can really you can really really throw it quite far so you can just tell the way when you kill certain people with it they they just had no idea what was going to happen and uh that's that's pretty good that's pretty fun so yeah but um yeah just just trying to practice it on the uh, various different maps and things so but if if a map's got like buildings that are too tall or buildings that have got too much construction and bits of metal sticking out or whatever you can't really do it on on those maps so yeah because uh, I, I i was kind of influenced by um this guy's watching on youtube now he does it a bit different he's got a grenade launcher on the side of his assault rifle and he knows like okay aim to this part of this building and aim it this high and whatever and stand in this position and he's got entire montages on YouTube that are like 10 minutes long each of just round after round him killing people like across the map with a with a noob tube. Well, they're called grenade launchers, but people call them noob tubes. And just the amount of people that are like, whoa, where'd this, where'd this thing come from? <laughs> like, this, this, this thing that flies across the map. It's, uh, it's great. So, yeah. Um, what else have I been playing? I think, I, did I play something else? Um, no, that was pretty much it. So... Um, so I'm going to keep playing um, Immortals and uh, see how we go. It's going to be interesting then over the next couple of weeks. I'm playing Ubisoft's Breath of the Wild and you're playing Nintendo's Breath of the Wild. So um, we'll see how that goes. So are you still intending to like, yeah, play more of Yeah, I saw like five minutes of that initial gameplay and I was like, yeah, that's Breath of the Wild. Okay, cool. Um Alright, uh, that's pretty much it for that. Let's get in some housekeeping and then we'll get into some news after. So we'll see you in a minute for all that. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link if you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or 
film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, a couple of days ago I did a little podcast called uh, Thoughts on Cancel Culture, which is uh, a regular kind of thing that's brought up nowadays with different celebrities doing different things that people do or do not agree with, and companies that do or do not agree with them. Um, Just using different examples of different celebrities and people that have been quote-unquote cancelled, and just my thoughts on the whole kind of situation and... uh, all that kind of stuff so that was interesting tell you what the amount of risk because i put it in a few facebook groups the amount of responses i got of people assuming certain things that i'd said when i hadn't it's like okay yeah you haven't even listened to the episode you've just like assumed that i've said something but anyway um it's gone down fairly well some people agreed some people disagreed but that is what it is so uh but if you want to hear my thoughts on that uh you can do so uh batwoman's still going on e4 uh we got um Season 2, episode 15, the season's almost finished. Uh, That has got uh, 18 episodes for its season. Uh, I said 19 on the podcast, but it's actually um, 18. So uh, that's that as well for that show. Uh, So that's the other CW show. Uh, Barry returned to Entertainment Talk on... um, What day was it? On Sunday. And we talked about our top 5 best... Uh, in our opinion, PlayStation 2 games. We had a few different selections from our lists and that kind of thing. So that was interesting to do. We're hoping to do the PlayStation 3 one uh, some point soon. So uh, we'll see how all of that goes as well. Um, but yes, that's the PlayStation 2 podcast. Top 5 best games with me and Barry. So you can check that out. Uh, Ted Lasso came back for its second season on Apple TV Plus last week. The feed on my end is, is perfectly fine. It's working perfectly fine. The episode's in there and is playing. Uh, that's called the American Coach for Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus, and the episode did very, very well. So really, really good to see that. Uh, as for season two, episode one, uh, did a review of Working Mums for the fifth season. Uh, that's on CBC in the US, and it's on Netflix in the UK. They dropped the box set. I've slowly worked my way through it. Uh, it has been renewed for a sixth season, so that'll be back soon. But really, really good season. I gave that a must-see rating for uh, Working Mums for Season 5. And no, it's not like one of them Real Housewives shows. It's uh, different to that. So, uh, last week, me and David wrapped up our coverage for Season 2 of Breaking Bad. That's Season 2, Episode 13. We'll be back at some point for Season 3. We don't know exactly when, but we will be back for Season 3. But that's Season 2 wrapped up. Uh, Monsters at Work is still continuing. Season 1, Episode 4. We'll have Episode 5 tomorrow. Uh, It's weekly on Wednesday, so look out for the episode tomorrow as well. Really, really good so far for that uh, season. That's over on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Last week on Gaming Talk, we talked about Tencent, Steam Deck, which we just mentioned a minute ago, and Netflix getting into video games as well. Analyzing Television Episode 12 for uh, BritBox, talking about is it worth it, is it not? It's not really worth it. Uh, And then a few weeks ago, I wrote a short story called The Closet. Um, got some very positive feedback about that, which has really helped me. That's uh, been really, really good. A few people that have read it and things like that. Uh, a few people that have shared it around, that kind of thing. You said that you kind of liked it as well, which was which was good. Um, I think David read it. He said he hadn't quite got to it yet when I last spoke to him, so I'll need to ask him again. But um, yeah, it's called The Closet. It's a written 
thing because usually what we do here on entertainment talk is podcasts uh if you click on it it will show an episode but don't don't listen to that before you read the story it's in written form in paragraphs and all that kind of stuff so read the story first and then you can listen to the podcast afterwards that is everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and you can also find us on podcast platforms uh let's get into some news Alright, um, usually we like to try to balance the good uh, stories, you know, the things that make us, things that are happier news and uh, sad news as well and try and put them in certain orders maybe. Uh, let's kind of get this week's really big, really bad news out the way first. We'll talk about this first as I've written in the title. Uh, we've got the Activision Blizzard lawsuit to talk about as well. Um, so this comes to us from Bloomberg. Uh, I think Jason Trier did that over there again. Uh, oddly, I got this from a website called BloombergLaw.com, and you don't need to subscribe to that one because I think Bloomberg you have to pay for. Or you can or you can read like limited versions of it or some weird thing like that. But this is from like a slightly different version of uh, of their website. Um, so let's see what we got here. There'll be a few things to get into here. Uh, video game giant Activision Blizzard, Incorporated, uh, maker of games including World of Warcraft, Di- uh, Diablo, uh, Fosters, uh, sorry, yeah, including World of Warcraft and Diablo, Fosters a frat boy in quotes uh, culture in which female employees are subjected to constant sexual harassment, unequal pay, and retaliation. I think that says, according to a lawsuit filed by the California State of Fair. Um, Employment and housing. Uh, are you familiar with that at all? That's probably more of an American. How it relates to housing, thing. I don't get the relevance. But sometimes those government agencies tend to uh, pile into each other. So, yeah. Okay. So like a combined sort of thing, maybe. Yeah. Uh, a two-year investigation by the state agency found that uh, the company discriminated against female employees in terms of conditions of employment, including compensation assignment promotion and termination so getting fired or whatever uh, company leadership um consistently failed to take the steps to prevent discrimination harassment and retaliation the agency said according to a complaint filed tuesday uh so this was uh, i think this mm-hmm. came out just after we did our podcast last week uh filed tuesday in the los angeles um superior court female employees uh, make up to around 20 percent of the activision workforce which isn't very much uh, and are subjected to a, uh, quote, pervasive frat boy workplace culture, end quote, including, quote, cube crawls, end quote, uh, in which male employee, uh, male employees, sorry, quote, drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through various uh, cubicles, so that's like their work stations, I'm guessing, in the office and often engage in inappropriate behavior towards female employees, end of that quote. The agency um, 
alleges male employees play video games during the workday while delegating responsibilities to female employees, engage in sexual banter and joke openly about, um, I'll just say sexual assault, uh, among other things. Uh, female employees allege being held back from promotion because of the possibility they might become pregnant, uh, being criticised for leaving to pick up their children from daycare, and being kicked out sorry, of a location room so male colleagues could use the room for meetings, the complaint says. Uh, female employees working for the World of Warcraft team um, noted that male employees and supervisors uh, would hit on them, make derogatory comments about sexual assault, and otherwise engage in demeaning behaviour, the agency alleges. Uh, the suit also points to a female Activision employee who took her own life uh, while on a company trip with her male supervisor. The employee had been subjected to intense sexual harassment prior to her death, including having nude photos passed around of her, I'm assuming, uh, at a company holiday, holiday party, the um, complaint says. The agency seeks an induction forcing compliance with workforce uh, protections as well as unpaid wages, pay adjustments, back pay and lost wages and benefit for female employees. Quote, uh, all this quote starts off with a bit of bullshit. Uh, quote, we value diversity and strive to foster a workplace that offers inclusivity for everyone. There is no place in our company or industry for any or, or any industry for sexual misconduct or harassment of any kind. Uh, end quote, a spokesperson for Activision Blizzard said in a statement, quote, we take every allegation seriously and investigate all claims in cases uh, related to misconduct. Action uh, was taken to address the issue. That's clearly all a massive lie. If, you know, what we're reading here is, is the case, then no, you didn't really take care of the situation. Um, the next quote is the DFEH, I'm not familiar with what that is, includes distorted and in many case files descriptions of blizzard's past we have been extremely cooperative with the dhf the dfeh throughout their investigation including providing them with extensive data and ample documentation but they refused to inform us what issues they perceived the statement concluded um continued sorry uh quote the picture of the dfeh paints it is not blizzard not the blizzard workplace of today um, then it says, causes of action, employment, discrimination because of sex, retaliation, failure to prevent discrimination and harassment, unequal pay, which is what I've already kind of read. Um, then it's got some other legal stuff here as well. Um, so yeah. Um, so this is a big old mess, isn't it? Um, this massively blew up on, what was it, Tuesday, Wednesday and the days following. Uh, in the days after that as well, because obviously we're back all the way to Tuesday next week now, uh, the week following on, because um, we didn't have this information last week uh, when we did the podcast. Uh, I did see a few, I think it was a few days ago, there was a petition launched to like fight against this basically. Um, I want to go to a question that we've got, which is related to this from the audience. Um, Harrison says, a massive shame to hear about the Activision Blizzard situation. Is Matt still going to buy COD and Crash games? Uh, I've seen lots of peop different people get asked this. I've seen Kadikarus, who's also a big Crash fan, get asked about this as well. 
um, and just uh, like the Crash community that I'm in and stuff. I'm not really in that many COD communities online apart from the people I play with, but I am in a few like Crash Bandicoot groups and stuff, and there were some discussions in there. The things and pe- the thing that people need to remember when it comes to okay, bad company makes video game that I like, which is kind of the simplest way to put that, isn't it? Or or if you say something like um company makes game that i like that has bad person involved so like jk rowling with the harry potter game that's it's not the whole company that's bad it's just her involvement but the people making the game the developers are probably good people the thing that oddly i see very much missed around this discussion is when you look at okay the actual roles within the companies that make these games um sure some of these people might be developers but the vast majority of them are probably people that are higher up. I mean, it says specifically in this article as well that the women within this company uh, try not to go for things like promotions and whatever because, like, if they get pregnant or if, like, there's there's already, like, unequal pay and that kind of stuff. So that leans into what I'm, what I'm talking about. Um, the thing we all need to remember is, okay, if a company that we don't like, so in this case Activision Blizzard, makes, like, you know, Crash or Spyro... Or COD, or the um, Diablo, or World of Warcraft. The thing you got to remember is, okay, the people that are probably working on those games that you like are probably very good people that probably are being um, crunched. You know, in terms of, I mean, that's the, what it's called. Um, in terms of being crunched, they're probably the people that are doing that. And when you look at, okay, should I buy this game that I like, even though it's from a bad company? Yeah, you still should because the the very likely scenario, e- even if there's 200 developers on that one game and 20 of them are people that are causing the issue, you've still got the other 180, let's say, let's just you know, do that, whatever, um, that are still probably good people that are e- either involved in a negative, in, in a bad way in terms of being a victim or in and around this type of workplace culture. So what we need to just remember to do is when a bad company makes a game that we like is to remember that there is good people within that company that are probably probably working on the games, not just maybe the ones that we like, but other games as well with, within that company. Um, I mean, I'm not really the biggest Diablo fan or whatever, but there's probably good people that do work on those games. Um, and the same thing does apply here to Crash and COD as well. There's probably very good people that are really working hard. They don't see their family very much maybe. And they're, they're working hard. Because game development is from everything I've read and understood. Uh, game development's really quite taxing. Uh, especially like mentally for, for certain people. So we need to remember to just support those people. And kind of do what we can against the other people. Um, I suppose the difficult people, the difficult thing for certain people is... Okay, sure, you might want to support um, the good people within the bad company that make the good game that you like. And yes, executives and other people are going to be getting the money or some of the money that you spend. And that's obviously where people get kind of uncomfortable, understandably. uh, Because execs who are higher up, who are either involved in this or haven't done enough to stop it, are still getting some of that money. But then, like I said, the good employees who are working on these games are getting some of that money as well. So it's it's an awkward situation, I understand that, but that, that's the way that I look at this. Um, and it goes without saying that all this is quite disgusting and it shouldn't happen. That's pretty obvious. Uh, so that's kind of my thoughts. Robert, what do you think of this uh, situation? 
Sorry, my mic cut out there for a second. Um, I mean, there's a lot that I think about with this situation. Um, and there's just so much to unpack. I really can't go into all of it. Um, I do think that, obviously, these are serious allegations and they should be investigated. I have no problem with that. I think that yeah. the biggest um, issue I really have is the fact that this lawsuit comes from the state of California, which does some of the dumbest ass shit I have ever seen any state do in the history of ever. Um, some fun examples in San Francisco, they passed a law called Prop 47 to where if you're stealing less than $950, it's a misdemeanor, the cops don't get called, and you just lose your shit. In the last, since 2021, 17 pharmacies under the Walgreens chain and seven targets have closed down, not from COVID, just because everybody's stealing all their shit. And they allow this. Um, also in San Francisco, if you hose off human waste in front of your store that a homeless person dumped there, the city finds you. If you throw away the leftover stuff from a homeless person that emptied all their trash outside your building, the city finds you and then the homeless advocate lawyers sue you. Um, California as a state has been ranked dead last for uh, best and worst states for business development um, by Chief Executive Magazine's annual best and worst list in the entirety that the survey has been conducted. Um, I think less than 10% of high school graduates read at a uh, graduate level rate. Um, so there's all kinds of insanity from this. Now, again, having said that, I have no problem with them investigating it. But, you know, that's the old saying they couldn't find their own ass with both hands in a roadmap. Um, I just I have no faith that anything they find is going to be legitimate because nothing out of that state that I have seen that I follow is legitimate. We talked about this off air. Um, there's like okay. two or three cities in California where 40 percent of the residents surveyed said they would leave the state if they could. Think about how bad it is to live there when almost half of your residents want to run away. And this whole Blizzard mm. Activision thing yeah. might just be a reflection of the state so horrible this is just a mere mirroring of that. Um, I don't know that I've never lived there. I just right. have yeah. people that have podcasts that I listen to that live there. My uncle, for whatever reason, moved back there and loves living there. But the stories he tells me, I'm just like, you couldn't pay me to live there. Like that's dead ass serious. You, if you, yeah. uh, short of like a hundred million dollars a year, you could not pay me to live in California. Hmm. Yeah. So, so are you kind of saying that it's basically, so the company that is dealing with all this is just a bit incompetent or a bit just sort of like, like their think, rules are kind of stupid. I think it's some a of the, combination of so many things that we some couldn't of the... really completely understand it. I definitely think it's incompetent coming incompetence coming from the top down. That's just my opinion. But I've okay. I've worked a lot of different jobs and a lot of different companies. Um and I'm a firm believer of the axiom axiom you don't leave a bad job, you leave bad management. So my personal opinion, a lot of this is bad management. Um having said that, it's probably bad management because oh, yeah. they're yeah, probably, probably not gonna get called to the task on it. Um, and to answer your question, 
DFEH is the Department of Fair Employment and Housing. Um, that's just an acronym for the okay. uh, right. um, the the department. Now keep in mind, this is also a state that has right, a city right. that named a public transit system with an acronym that made the word slut. I am not making that up. That is a 100% true thing. And nobody caught it till they printed out the t-shirts that said ride the slut. That is a one... You can oh Google that. God. That is a 100% true thing. Um, what, what was each letter supposed to mean? Something, something urban transit. Let me Google it real quick. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah but so from what you've explained, it just sounds like they're just... They would be incompetent uh, um, to, to deal with this, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, just incompetence all the way around. Um, see, the problem is, is that when you put in that word, it, there's a lot of things that you have to come up with. Uh, yeah, you can't expect just the Google results that, that and expect, yeah, expect that to come. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway, while you're doing that, I just want to say, you know, obviously this has affected a lot of women that are working at Activision and Blizzard. Uh, women, uh, women are very welcome here, whether it's on the podcast or to listen to the podcast. Obviously, we've had Vex on Entertainment Talk a number of times, so got no issues there. Uh, women write into us with different things all the time, so they're all very welcome. I mean, every, everybody's welcome here as long as all, all we ask from you is to be nice and to be polite and everything. Uh, you can criticize our opinions of different things and challenge people on what we think of different things. That's that's totally fine, but. Um, yeah, I just want everybody to remember remember that they're uh, they're welcome here. Um, it's just a shame because this is basically the same thing that happened over at Ubisoft, isn't it? And they didn't really deal with that properly. Because uh, as far as what I understand from the Ubisoft side was some of those executives were removed, but they were still getting money from the stock um, st- stuff from Ubisoft. So... Again, that's not really a result resolution to that, uh, and we haven't really seen any progress of that since. So we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but it's just it's a, it's a big shame. So um, speaking of the whole, um, where was it written in there? The the uh, cubicles thing. The one thing that I read that kind of attached to that is basically that some men were like doing this. Uh, they were crawling like under women's desks and stuff, and that that was how they were doing this. Uh, that was what their cube crawl was. It's like, okay, why are we doing that at work for? Um, but yeah. Yeah, uh, um, I was a bit mistaken. It wasn't California. It was uh, Seattle, Washington. But those two states share one brain, and that brain has like five active brain cells. It is the South Lake Union Trolley. Okay. But yeah, okay. Uh, California is just but insane. Um. Oh, I I can Sounds go good. on for Sounds hours. Good. Trust me. But I, like I said, as for the lawsuit, one hundred percent investigate, one hundred percent do your due diligence, and if you know if the crimes they allege they can prove, you know, throw the book at them. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just hope that those that have been victims in this situation get uh, what they need out of the situation. So. Uh, it's not not nice to talk about any of this stuff, but we do need to, because it is involved with, you know, 
um, Activision Blizzard. So yes, I will buy. I mean, I might not even like the new COD that comes out this year. Obviously, the next Crash game that comes out, I will get, yes, because there will be nice people that have worked on that game. Yes, there will be bad people that have been involved with that game, but you can't really... Yeah, it's... And for the record, I won't, but that's just because I don't play shooters. I've said this several times on the podcast. Well, yeah, (laughs) we know know that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, is there any Activision uh, Blizzard games that you do play? I played Overwatch for a while. I will legitimately have to look at what games they make to know whether or not I actually played them. Okay, so no, I, I don't recall you talking about too many of their, too much of their library. That's mostly been me. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, let's move on from that. Um, talk about uh, something very positive in terms of uh, supporting females. Something that should have happened a long time ago, but it's happened now. Uh, Alex Scott, who is a female commentator in... I don't think it's just Premier League. I think she does all sorts of different areas of, of uh, British football. Or as you would call it, soccer <laughs> over there. I, I've seen Ted Lasso. I know what you call it. Um, but uh, she is going to be a female commenta- commentator on FIFA 22. Um, so that's really, really good. Uh, now the only thing I have an issue with here is this should have obviously can't change what my issue is now because time has passed. Um, this should have happened a long time ago. Women have been commentators in sports for a while. Um, as long as I can remember anyway. Um, and yeah, it's good that she's going to be included. I'm curious to see what how that goes in the game. I'm not sure who she's going to be paired with, unless you maybe you can get the option to like change who she's commentating with uh, and everything. So at the moment, it is I should remember it's Lee Dixon and is it Martin Tyler? I should remember it. I play it every day almost with my dad. <laughs> is Lee Dixon and I think it's Mar- Is it Martin Tyler? I should remember. I played it like two hours ago, so I should remember. But I mean Lee. The only reason I remember Lee Dixon, he does most of the talking, as opposed to uh, what Martin. Ty- I think it's Martin Tyler. See the Martin Tyler know. or Alan Smith, I think. Um, but yeah, Lee Dixon does most of the talking on FIFA. That's why uh, his his voice is sticking out to me so much more. Uh, the main thing he talks about most is the technique of different players and the way they kick the ball and stuff. So he's, he's a little bit repetitive, but it's it's still fine. Um, but yeah, I'd be curious to see who she's paired up with. Um, whether it's gonna, you're gonna be able to pair her up with one of the two other guys, or maybe she gets. Uh, I mean, usually they're not on their own. Usually you do have two commentators in football. Um, usually one's a little bit more talkative than the other, but they both have things to say now and again. Of course, they you know have conversations about the game that's happening, the players that are playing, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know why it took as long as it has to do this, um, but uh, I know you're not somebody who plays FIFA or whatever. Uh, at all really but what do you think of uh well i've watched a lot of different sports from a lot of different countries all my life it's kind of a weird perk of growing up where i grew up it was very international i grew i spent most of my life living in a city that has 40 to fifty thousand people just in the university and about 10 to 12 percent of that is from outside the country so there's always a wide range of interests i've watched you know Aussie rules football on ESPN when I was 15. So I've seen a lot of different sports. And the one universal truth is that the only thing that matters from the commentators is passion for the sport, but the ability to be neutral about the teams Mm -hmm. playing at the moment. Um, 
because I've seen a lot of commentators who are clearly one-sided and that's okay to have an opinion. Everybody has an opinion about everything. I know some people that would rather die than wear another team's colors. They're that passionate and that's totally cool. Mm. But then don't hire that person to commentate on one of those teams because you're not going to get an honest opinion of what you're seeing. Uh, and that's the delicate balance. Mm. I'm not yeah. familiar with this person, but to be fair, I don't know anybody that does that commentary. But as long as she's passionate about the sport mm. and neutral in terms of calling you know, yellow cards and red cards and whatnot, hey, go for it. Yeah, um, yeah. She hasn't she hasn't been commentating on that many games I've seen. I've seen the odd like you know YouTube video or bits on TV now and again where she's um, in a room with other people talking about sport. From what I've seen of her, she's she's a pretty good commentator and her analysis is pretty good. Um, but I've just not seen as much of her as I've seen of of other people. My if you would call it dream team, the commentators I'd want for FIFA, I'd really like Laura Woodsy. She's really really good. She works for uh, Talksport most often, uh, although she does do commentary on like other platforms like BBC and that kind of stuff, uh, like with the Euros, not with the Euros, with the, with just other places as well. But she she mainly works at uh, Talksport. Probably her and somebody like Chris Kamara. No. Um, are you familiar with either of those two people? Uh, Chris Kamara is very, very good at delivering comedy. Um, he usually works best with um, Jeff, Jeff. I think it's Jeff, not Jeff Sterling. Jeff Sterling, I think. Very similar kind type of name to uh, to uh, to Jim Sterling, uh, but it's it's Jeff Sterling, I think. Um, yeah, because he, he's got his classic phrase of like "unbelievable Jeff," uh, like when something crazy happens like a, a good goal or something like that but um that that would be a pretty good team somebody who could handle the humor that chris does and appreciates it i think laura would be good at doing that um so i think that would be quite a good team but unfortunately you can't just pick what other commentators you want because it's not live it's all pre-recorded lines and things so yeah but uh congratulations alex she's i've saw her tweets and stuff that she put out she was very very happy with uh the announcement and uh curious to see i think there's some fifa 22 gameplay out so i might um turn on some commentary for that and see what she uh what she sounds like within the game so again because it is different because again it's pre-recorded lines and stuff um i think in general the game needs more options for commentators i remember and i think it was two or three fifas ago you could choose between two different sets of commentators so when one got a little bit stale a little bit boring could switch over to the other one so but for the last three fifas they've had the exact same two people uh and lee and everything and it's just got a bit just got a little bit stale so nothing against lee obviously talks about technique a lot which is a little bit annoying but uh it's just just time for something a little bit fresh i think so there we go uh, so that's FIFA 22 news. Uh, so moving on from that, talk about something very, very good. Uh, and I will bring Konami in on this conversation as well. Uh, Dead Space is getting a remake from EA Motive. Uh, the original developer for the original Dead Space games was called Visceral Games, formerly known as EA Redwood Shores. I only found that out today when I made these notes. Uh, was an American video game developer, studio owned by Electronic Arts. The studio is best known. For the Dead Space series. Uh, Visceral Games is now shut down. But uh, EA Motive is going to be doing this remake. Now they have specifically called it a remake. And not a remaster. 
Uh, I think this is fantastic news. I think I said... Somebody asked me something about Konami or EA or Dead Space about something the other week. The fundamental difference between, okay, can we get a new Dead Space game and can we get a remake or a remaster? The reason you can get away a bit more with, you know, when you're going back to a series, because we haven't had a Dead Space game in, in some time. When you go back to a series like that and you've already got a game that's very popular and that could already, like kick off a revival such as if you do a remaster or remake the reason you don't need the same team or the same developers or the same game director is because you've already got the content there you just need to well I say just need to what all you kind of need to do then is use that same good content iron out the problems that people had whether it's gameplay controls camera controls maybe a certain level is too difficult or too easy you know something to do with that maybe there's menu issues like navigating menus or changing weapons all all the uh this ea motive needs to do is make the game that was as good as what it was and if there was any issues with the original dead space obviously try and correct those uh, i played a couple of hours of dead space on xbox one backwards compatible I was very very interested in it it was very very good um but i didn't i just sort of stopped for whatever particular reason this will be my re-entry point for the series um now the reason i'm bringing up the whole difference between the devs is when i talk about um konami and metal gear which is okay if you want to make a new metal gear solid game the problem you're going to have is kojima's not going to do it because why would he do it um Obviously, money talks and things like that. You could argue that, but Kojima's not... They're not in each other's good books at the moment, Kojima and, and Konami. Uh, we already saw Konami try to make a Metal Gear Solid game without Kojima. It was called Metal Gear Survive, and it was very, very bad. The thing that Konami should and could be doing is remastering or remaking those original games, which has already got Kojima's work there, and they wouldn't need to add him to the project they could have another uh dev team if they wanted to license it out or sell it or the another number of things they could do um to still bring the magic of you know the old metal gear games you've still you've got the content there already the lines and dialogue and story and plot um you just need to make it new so to speak um but where i want to i mean a lot what i'm about to say um a lot of people give a lot of shit to EA for a lot of reasons, you know, microtransactions and uh, maybe work situations or how they've handled various different things. I do want to give EA a lot of, well not a lot of credit, I do want to give EA some credit here, basically because they're doing what they should and could be doing, which is remastering these great games that people love, and Konami isn't doing it, and EA is, so I want to give them credit over Konami for, for doing that simply so um robert what's your uh, thoughts i've never on this really Space been remake? a scare game player um that kind of genre whether it's okay. video games movies whatnot just hasn't really been my thing it's much like shooters as well i'm familiar with the franchise i mean it's cool that it's getting a remake because that's what we do now with games uh but it's not really anything that's gonna be on my ra- radar okay what do you think of uh EA and Konami uh, that's, as I mentioned. I mean, EA has been doing stupid stuff for a really long time. Um, I just, I wish yeah, better management. Yeah. Just again, just need to get their act in order. So, yeah, yeah. 
uh, whether it's Activision Blizzard, Konami, Ubisoft, EA to still work a certain extent. Um, I mean, this doesn't make this makes EA far from the best company in the world or anything like that. It's just a very smart and a very good decision that they've done. That okay, maybe don't credit the entire company, but credit them for this. This is a good thing that they've done and a and thing that people seem to really like. Um, and it's a thing that other companies should be doing, um, and they're not. So good. Uh, but like I said, this will be my return to the Dead Space franchise. I really hope that if you know, if this is a success and they want to remaster two, I did hear about some things like people didn't really like the third game quite so much, and they could change a bit of canon or whatever. If that's the case, and they want to make a new line of canon and make it better, go for it. Yeah, go for it. If if there's something in Dead Space Three or Dead Space Two that people didn't really like with the story or whatever, this is your opportunity to change that and bring Dead Space back to life, so to speak. So, um, and hey, if if EA Motive are good enough at making these Dead Space games and they revive or remake as much as they need to and then they have space to make something new and the fans trust them with that and they're good enough to do it, then that's great. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what uh, what comes of all this. Uh, that's all my news so I've got to talk about. I only have a few things. Have uh, Pro Evolution Soccer is dead, but not in the way you think. Uh, they just announced that they're no longer going to be using that brand. Uh, Konami has been using eFootball branding alongside PES for a while, but they've just decided to drop the PES and go with eFootball, which is actually their third uh, name change. It originally started as Winning Eleven International Super Soccer Star, Superstar Soccer. I think I remember that. Um, but yeah, the annual yeah. release is not going to be out. Uh, instead, eFootball will be a free-to-play football platform. Fueled by DLC launching this autumn on PC. Uh, they're moved over to the Unreal Engine and are featuring crossplay with consoles and mobile players. Um, in case you're wondering, mobile players will only be allowed to crossplay with an attached controller. So that's a thing. Hmm. Strange. So this is kind of their, like... Uh, if, if 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 you think of mobile gaming, like free to play with optional purchases, this is kind of that. I mean, you didn't say microtransactions there; you said DLC. But obviously, this gives them a chance to do both. Um, yeah, I, I won't say this is a bad thing that Konami's done. It's a very I, I would. It honestly this looks strange, like they want to do a full retool with the game, and so they're just punting till next year's game. Just putting out what they can this year just as free, just to get people hyped for it. Hmm. I don't know why they're doing that, though. Like, the the people... Because I've said before I've enjoyed the PES games. Um, I enjoy certain elements of PES more than FIFA, but I enjoy certain elements in FIFA more than PES. Um, most people that I've seen that have played them have quite liked them, so I... I don't think this could really be to to do with like negative feedback or whatever, because um, in terms of like an actual pure football simulator, it's it's pretty good at, at doing that, and that's a very difficult thing to kind of do. FIFA arguably is a lot more arcadey than than Pez, but um, I suppose this kind of just speaks to okay, if we entice you with a three free a free sorry to play model. And then you can buy stuff through the game later, uh, which I guess would be like classic kits or stadiums or 
customizable stuff. Um, I guess they want to kind of go that route, but again, I don't think this is I don't think this is good or bad. I think this is just weird and strange. But given the potential opportunities here with like certain money grabbing situations, um, it could end up as a bad thing. But at the moment, it's just partic- it's just peculiar and strange to me. Uh, don't forget as well, in terms of Konami's greed and things like that, if you did play Metal Gear Survive, you had to pay... I, I don't know if this has been patched out or what the situation was. It was very strange. There was like a microtransaction thing for the save slots, and you paid like $10 for additional save slots, which I've never, ever seen a game ever do that before, which was very weird. Because um, usually you just pay, click on new save, and it saves, and, and that's it. So, um, I mean, this is a company that has pachinko machines. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of the whole, yeah, in terms of the whole, like, pay small amounts of money to entice you to get things, then they're not new to that. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll, um, see. But well what I do use you, the what do you term punting because that's, uh, for an American slang, that's when you advance the football way the the whole goal is to get it as far away down the field as possible is there a slang term for that for english football like if the goalie wanted to get it all the way to the other but side what, to the other goalie is there like a slang term for that i guess i think clearing clear but ball? like extreme clearing so my guess is is that the state that the game is in now <laughs> they don't want to sell it at full price because they're going to have a cyberpunk level backlash um, so they're just saying, here it is for free. Um, work with it what you can, and we'll see you all next year. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose from what you're describing is if, like, I don't know, if Man United had a corner against them, and, like, Maguire got his head on it or something, and then we were trying to get the ball out of the box, that would be, you'd be shouting, yeah. clear it at the screen. I was like, clear it, get it, get out of the box, clear it, get it, get it away. That's that's the sort of things you'd be you'd be shouting. Um, you don't get a point for clearing the ball. Obviously, you clear it away and then you try and work from there. But it's just sort of like, okay, in, ca- in case somebody loses the ball and they mm-hmm. uh, poke it in the goal, like get a tap in, just just get the get the ball yeah, out of that think box. Yeah, that, but is, then uh, think it going basically like that. basically to the other goalie. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I tell you what I don't like corners. I I've never liked corners in football, whether it's defending them or attacking them. Just this idea that you've because you've not got everybody in the box for corners. You've got some people on the edge of the box, some people that are ready for the other counter attack. But I've never really liked the idea of hey, just whip the ball into the box. There's probably ten people at least in there, maybe five players on each side, roughly, and whoever can get something on it, whether it's a kick, a header, chest it and run off with it. Or the goalkeeper comes for it. It's it's kind of a not as much as a gamble as a penalty is, but um, weirdly enough, it's, in uh, American football, it's, it's, the position of punter, and that's that's actually what it's called, is the least respected, but weirdly one of the most important plays to make, because a really really good punt can pin the offense for the opposing team and completely limit their ability to do anything. Whereas a bad punt can actually let the other team score and just completely take the wind out of the sails for the team that was actually doing the punting. And several players and sports commentators have said punters are not real NFL players 
despite the fact that they have a job that there's only 32 of them in the league. Nobody hires extra punters. And they are completely one of the few positions that has to be 100% accurate every single play they make. Mm. Yeah. See, for me, it's like, okay, let's say Man United are drawing or losing and we need one goal. If we get a corner in the last minute, it's like, okay, it's a corner, whatever. <laughs> like, it doesn't... Uh, it's not the same as, like, all oh, free kick on the edge of the box or a penalty where you're much more likely to do something. Um so yeah, although at the, at the moment Man United are very bad at defending from corners. I think it was something like thirty or forty percent of the goals that we let in last season were from corners. That's 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 very bad. Um, so it's more on the other case where like okay, if Man United concede or concede a corner, it's like shit. We might probably let a goal in here. So yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, well, right, if you're a big fan of Counter Strike goal and or a good skin artist, now's your chance to get paid large uh they just announced today that there is going to be a one million dollar dreams and nightmare contest for doing skins or as it's called in the community community a finish for weapons in csgo the uh, they are announcing 10 winners of a hundred thousand dollars each uh the full full rules obviously you're gonna have to get on the counterstrike.net website Basically, the same rules that you would uh, apply and think about for any art contest. Um, work solo or as part of a team. You The submitted work must be 100% completely original. And in order to filter out the people that aren't that familiar with the game and could cause issues with the coding, you have to have an, act, an active Steam count in good standing with at least $5, uh, $5 in purchase on the record, which isn't a whole lot. Um, Valve announced that we launched the workshop on Steam almost 10 years ago in the hopes of creating a centralized hub for community-created content. Since then, over 5 million content creators have submitted and published over 20 million new items for a variety of skins on games on Steam, making them available for purchase to millions of gamers around the world. So this is obviously a big deal in terms of $100,000. That's a lot of money. That's like... For some people, that's like two years' salary. Mm. Um, obviously, this is going to be something very specialized yeah. in the CSGO community and very specialized for people that do skins. But if you can do either or both, jump on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, If any of our uh, community wants to do that, then um, I guess this is, mm-hmm. this is your uh, opportunity. Um Got a cu- couple yep. of quid that the, you can get. Uh, the closing <laughs> of the it. contest is uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time, which is noon Eastern time, which is going to be 5 p.m. British Standard Time, October 21st, and it is open now. Um, I'm on the page, and it's actually a fairly minimal page. It's just, you know, submitting this, you give us the rights to use this, regardless if you win. Uh, you're not the valve is not liable if anything you create happens to fall under dispute for uh, copyright infringement, uh, things like that. So it's just one of those things that you just make sure it's 100% your own work, and that's all they really care about. Yep, yep, definitely. So good luck to everybody entering. Well, also uh, in uh, Ubisoft and lawsuits. Uh, in January of last year, Ubisoft filed a lawsuit against the operators of a website called SNG.1, 
which is a website that allegedly offers to provide uh, directed denial of service attacks against online games, uh, in this case it being Rainbow Six Siege. A default judgment was rendered earlier this month Mm -hmm. in Ubisoft's favor for more than $130,000. Prior to the lawsuit, the SNG.1 website advertised itself as a service for testing firewalls against attack, but Ubisoft alleged that its operators also offered services through other websites, including r6s.support, which specifically targeted Rainbow Six Siege for a DDoS attack. Um, now, the Ubisoft filed for a default judgment in February after the defendants failed to respond to the suit, which obviously was granted. So they didn't bother to show up. So they either didn't care about the suit, didn't know about the suit, or just couldn't be bothered with the suit. Um, the defense, defendants were also ordered to shut down the DDoS service and websites they were operating, um, which they list several of them, and to transfer control of any re- relevant domains to Ubisoft. Whether or not they comply with that, I don't know. It doesn't even list if these websites are registered in the U.S. or in another country. Uh, if they're in the U.S., then they'll probably get control of those sites. If they're in another country, all bets are off. Yeah, different uh, different laws for different countries, I guess. So, um, I don't have much to, to say about this, but it's another lawsuit. How many times a month do you think we mention <sighs> lawsuits? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've, we've done two Well, today, here's the thing. So, in the U.S., uh, um, you have a constitutional right to have your grievances aired in a court of law. Whether or not it's a, re- you know, a real lawsuit, a serious lawsuit, or a bullshit lawsuit. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to get any kind of legal satisfaction, and it doesn't mean you're going to spend more than five minutes in the courtroom. I remember a long time ago, I, I know I've brought this up at least once on the podcast before, but a long time ago there was a Conan MMO that was offering three days early access for pre-orders, and their servers crashed when the pre-order time frame launched, and somebody sued um, for you know emotional distress and all that other crap, and that lasted about five minutes. On the sillier side, I remember a guy sued a professional athlete for $88 million claiming his life was ruined, and they looked exactly like each other. Um, that would be like me saying I looked exactly like you. It was about that close. Or you looked exactly like Bex. Right. About that close. Um, I, it went to the lawsuit, and it mm-hmm. lasted all of five seconds before it got thrown out. Um, but as mm. for that, I mean, there's there's always lawsuits. Patent trolls are always suing corporations. Corporations are always countersuing patent trolls. I don't doubt that there's probably... 50,000 pending lawsuits in any given state at any given time. We just don't hear about it 99% of the time. Mm, probably, yeah. There's quite a lot of things that go on. So, uh, anyway, uh, what If you are today? interested in buying a good gaming PC and you live in certain states, you're not going to be able to purchase them anymore. Uh, Dell just updated their website for... The uh, Alienware Aurora R12 and R10 gaming P consider, uh, configurations saying this product cannot be shipped to the states of California, Colorado, Hawaii, Oregon, Vermont, or Washington 
due to power consumption regulations adopted by those states that no longer make these laptops legal to sell. So, and again, we're back in California, which has crazy-ass rules. Um, They don't build power generation any kind of anything for 40 years, and then they're shocked that they can't produce enough power. And so the obvious thing is to sue everybody into oblivion that uses power and to ban any product that might use power. Because, you know, that'll solve it. Um, whether mm. or not other companies yeah. adopt this, they kind of have to. Because this isn't like random, you know, uh, product banning. This is These do not meet the um, environmental regulations of this state. Hmm. Yeah. Um, don't have much to say about this particularly. Um, don't know how much life this laptop's got left in it. Sometimes it's all right. Sometimes it's a bit slow. But uh, I don't know. I, for, part of me feels I just need to do like a factory reset or something and just <laughs> start a bit, uh, bit fresh with it. It, it. I got to one of those situations where I look at the desktop and it's like, okay, I know I don't need this, 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 and this. Um, yeah. See, the I problem with them. laptops, <laughs> I have no problem in the function of the laptop, but that's one of the benefits of building your own machine is that you can put in, the, well, for one, you can put in the parts that you want, but for two, when you install the operating yeah. system, you don't have to install all that other stuff. You don't have to install the HP Assistant or the Dell Hub, the Help Desk, or whatever, the Samsung this or the LG that or the Acer or the Asus or whatever none of that has to get installed and none of that bogs down your machine. Um, and I owned a laptop for about 10 years um, and I just quit using it because I kept getting tired of all the stuff slowing down my machine. Um, and that's the, mm. that's the perk of, you know, having the courage to watch the YouTube videos. If you've never built a computer before, it's like, okay, this is what they say we're supposed to do. Let's cross our fingers and hope I didn't waste a thousand dollars on parts. Um, which is always scary. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. some people always try to find that one guy that works with them that knows how to build it. And it's like, Hey, if I buy the parts, can you just build this for me and I'll get you a pizza or a case of beer or something? Um, which I have had been asked before mm-hmm. for that. So, which I don't mind doing. As long as they're spending the money on the parts, yeah. I don't mind taking an hour out of my day to put it together. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I'd build my own PC. Um, I I think I am always just going to be somebody that's like, okay, just buy a new laptop every few years, maybe. And I prefer laptops so much more than than computers. Um, and I can do things. I mean, I'm in mm-hmm. the spare bedroom at the moment. Massive spare bedroom. Nobody sleeps in here. It's basically just a spare room, uh, which te- technically is kind of my office that's got two beds in it. So, because um, like if my niece and nephew stay over, which is extremely rare, especially these days, uh, they stay in in these two beds. Uh, obviously, I'm not in here podcasting while they sleep, but because uh, I think last year in August they uh, came over, and um, luckily I didn't have any podcasts to do at the time. So, um. But, uh, no, I mean, like, it's a case where if I think, okay, I'll background watch this YouTube video or this TV show or something like that, um, I will just, because uh, I won't really need the um, charge cable because it's got at least, like, a few hours of battery. So I'll just unplug that, unplug the, the mouse thing that I've got, 
um, and then I'll just carry it into the bedroom and just sit with it on the bed. I don't do that that often. I do that maybe a couple of times a week, if that. Um, but that's that's just to like, okay, if I'm doing notes or if I'm making a draft for a podcast or something, um, I'll uh, I'll use it that way because I can kind of lay back a little bit, just put the laptop on my you know lap. And then uh, just kind of ha- ha- flick my eyes between the, the laptop screen and the TV screen, and uh, it's pretty good for that. So, I mean, I'd never, I'd never do that and watch like Breaking Bad or something or Better Call Saul, because obviously you need to pay attention to those sorts of shows. But it's something, something that's kind of just a bit more casual. You can do that with. So, uh, and I'd probably find it quite difficult to do that with the uh, with a computer. That's not the only reason I prefer laptops. I just prefer them a lot more. So. Um, Anyway, uh, so you're yeah, more of a just PC the the type function and the cost. Um, I've just always preferred it. I try, you know, but it just was never that big of a thing um, for gaming. Now, if you're just if you're mm-hmm. not doing like serious serious gaming, laptops more than most people's gonna need. I don't, you know, it's, but again, it's all that extra software for you know this assistant and that assistant and this backup and this tool and this tool that. Just slows your machine down and never completely uninstalls. Mm. The other thing I'll do sometimes if I'm playing COD and either I'm in between lobbies waiting for it to load, can still talk to <coughs> the people that are there, or if I my uh, character is dead or whatever, waiting to be re- revived, I can then like, hey, do a quick couple of little notes or put a title in for a podcast or something, and then uh, do do things like that. Obviously, I don't record anything while I'm doing that because I can't really record and play COD at the same time unless I'm Twitch mm-hmm. streaming, which is an entirely different thing. So some, sometimes I do that. But that's, that's one of them games you can kind of do that with, you know, in between waiting for lobbies or if you're inviting a few friends, waiting for them to join, just do a couple of things on the laptop. So, uh, uh, well, the right, last thing that we have to talk about is the Olympics that are going on right now. A uh, Russian uh, sharpshooter, and I'm going to butcher that, so I do apologize. Uh, Vitalina Batskarashikina, which I know I got that wrong. Um, very, very good in her sport. In 2016, she won the silver. At the 2018 World Championship, she won gold, silver, and bronze in three different events. Uh, this year, in 2020, she scored her gold. And she is also a massive, massive Witcher fan. Um, in the photo release for the 2020 Olympics, she's wearing a School of the Cat medallion. In a post that the article lists from 2016, she's wearing a Geralt hoodie. And in her photo from her 2016 silver, she's wearing a School of the Wolf medallion. Um, so it's just cool that you know you can be the best uh, Olympic athlete in your sport and still love The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's important for any athlete that has to, you know, do certain training, whether you're a boxer, footballer, athlete, you know, you, you name it, whatever it is. Um, it's still important for you to obviously enjoy other things. Um, yeah, because, you know, you've got to bear in mind these people aren't just, you know, play football, go, or in this case, athletes. They're not just do the athletic stuff and go home. They have other lives outside of that. So it's important for us to still remember that these people are very much still human beings they're just a bit more trained in what they do than um than i suppose what we are yeah and that's not exclusive to you know just video games and sports uh there's a famous mma fighter known by as uh, josh barnett who's uh called the war master 
He's also been playing Magic the Gathering since the Alpha. I've heard of him. Cool, cool. So, uh, congratulations to her, and uh, yep. we'll see where it goes. So, uh, but the Olympics one, we've kind of gone from the end of the football season, so like the end of the Premier League, end of Europe League, Champions League, straight into the Euros, pretty much, and now straight from that into the Olympics, uh, and then we'll go from that straight back into football because football comes back next month. So, cool. Um, I did have one more other thing. I just remembered as you were going through some stuff as well, and then we'll get to our uh, last email here. Uh, going back to the Blue Box Game Studio stuff, if you remember that with the abandoned app or game or whatever this thing is, uh, they put out some tweets today again, uh, and it said the real-time experience app, because remember, this thing that's called abandoned at the moment is being released as an app which has got trailers and things on it. Um, so it's not. This isn't the release of the game. This is a release of an app which has trailers on it. Instead of putting those trailers on YouTube, why that is, nobody seems to particularly know. Apart from the guy called Hassan, who is, I think, in charge of this company, or is at least the only person that anybody knows that's working at this company. So it's all it's all very kind of mysterious. Obviously, people have tried to link Kojima to it because it it is a bit Kojima esque, but there's no evidence at the moment that he's working with Kojima. If he is, cool. If he's not, then it is what it is. Uh, it says the real-time experience app will be available in Japan on August 10th alongside with the introduction alongside with the introduction, which is an opening teaser. We have had a little teaser already. It was uh, on the PlayStation YouTube channel. It was just a guy in a forest with a pistol and a picture of or oh, some shots of some woods and some buildings and that was about it so uh the app requires playstation plus membership in germany due to legal requirements so i'm not sure if you need that in other territories but you will need it in germany why i have absolutely no idea um so it will need ps plus for legal requirements preload uh, available on July 29th. I'm assuming that is worldwide, not just um, Germany, but it doesn't say that here. And then, oh, sorry, it says, um, yeah, the pre, and then it's got a reply comment, like, because you can only put so much in a tweet for whatever reason. Uh, <clears throat> then they put another message that says, the preload worldwide is July 29th, so in two days' time. So, um, yeah, it looks like you'll be able to experience this soon they did say before that it was delayed from i think it was june to august not july i think it was june to august i could have that wrong um but yeah this is the teaser of so you can preload so let me get this straight there's a trailer already or a teaser trailer already up online that you can look up on youtube if you search for abandoned trailer or whatever it's on playstation's youtube channel and it contains the footage which I just explained. It's going to have an app. So not the game yet. It's going to have an app that you can preload. I don't know if I've seen that happen before. Um, the preload is available on July 29th. So that would be just it went Thursday. I think that mm -hmm. is. Of this week. And then the app is available. It says Japan on August 10th. So in just under two weeks time roughly um so yeah but all of that will be for an app 
which will store trailers for this game called Abandoned. Or the, the, the app is called Abandoned. The game could be called something different. Who knows? Um, I'm really, really curious about this whole situation. Uh, I think at the moment, this is the most interesting in- mystery probably in the industry itself, not just in gaming. Because there's just so much sort of like, okay, nobody seems to really know who this guy is. Why are we downloading an app specifically for trailers? Because usually, you know, whether it's a TV show, film, game, if there's a new trailer for something, it's on that company's YouTube channel. If it's a DC trailer, probably Warner Brothers. If it's a a, a Marvel trailer, it's usually on Disney or a Marvel YouTube channel. If it's something from, I don't know, a PlayStation game, it's usually on PlayStation's YouTube channel. Um... Are you in the same boat as me with the preload for an app? I don't recall seeing because even when like Disney Plus came out over here, it was just March, whatever the date was, and the app was just available when it was available, and you downloaded it, and you opened the app. Have you, can you think of a scenario where an app has been like a pre-download? I can't imagine that thing? an app would be that much of a file size that you would need to preload it. Yeah, I I feel like this preload thing is like a a teaser on top of a teaser on top of a teaser kind of thing of like, okay, your your next teaser date basically is July 29th. That's where you'd probably see a logo, whether that would be a logo called Abandoned or a Blue Box logo. People are going to speculate on what the logo looks like because I'm assuming that this app is going to have one. Um, otherwise it's just going to be, what, a blank square or whatever. So it'll probably have a logo on it. So that's like your, that's sort of like your teaser date for a preload, but you can preload it onto your console. This is PS5 only, by the way, for this, for this app. And then the app, you'll see your next teaser date after that, at least for Japan, maybe elsewhere, is August 10th, which is for when the app launches... Not necessarily a trailer. Um, oh yeah, sorry. No, J- Japan on August 10th along with the introduction. So open, opening teaser. So that just could be another 30 second teaser thing. Which would probably then tease No, I've got cross-eyed. Which would then... Yeah, which would then... Because there's just so many layers of teasers to this. You've got the first one, preload July 29th. Um, launch of the app, at least in Japan, August 10th, which opens with a teaser. It says teaser here, not trailer. I assume that that teaser that launches on August 10th, which would be on the app, um, would give you a date for a trailer. And then that trailer would that comes whenever that would be, would give you a release date for whatever this game is. Um, I mean, you've been around a lot longer than me. Or, Quite or somewhat a bit longer, longer than, than me. You. Um, have you... S- yeah, have you seen anything like this before? Because I no, I but don't to think be fair, <laughs> preloading stuff is relatively new. And when I say relatively new, basically, it's only been in the digital distribution area where this is really a thing. So, because you can't preload a game that's on a yeah. CD. So. Yeah, but I'm talking. No, no, that's only for no. that's when you get like. This game's coming out on June 10th or something, and you can preload it. Like, yeah, see, and that makes sense because it's a game. It's probably going to be a pretty big file. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which basically lets you install it before, 
so that when you get to midnight on that day or whatever time it would be instead of saying like hey the install starts now that the game is already ready so it just kind of it just locks it doesn't it and then it unlocks at a certain time and you open it but yeah it's just it's so curious about like a teaser on top of a teaser on top of a teaser for a trailer which will probably tease a date for something else um but I, there isn't like correct me if I'm wrong there isn't a game which has got an app for it that isn't the app to access the game but an app a separate app which is going to have trailers on it like even Kojima himself hasn't done that before so uh you know what's funny about this as well people were um because this <clears throat> tweet sorry got posted today and uh what was it like um the, the guy who called uh hassan i think he quote tweeted it and said like oh i'm excited for <clears throat> the launch of you know so and so and some people were actually replying to him was like hey thanks kojima some people that think this is like secret like, like this guy is secretly kojima even though he's he's done a video like a face video of himself like talking about this thing so we know he's a real person um because it, it could have been a scenario where like he kojima makes up a name grabs a photo of some somebody from something and pretends to be somebody like that could have been a scenario but this guy has recorded a video of himself talking about this so, uh, what what do you make of this whole situation? It's one of it's, those things uh, that, you know, you're never going to satisfy people of what is and isn't real. I mean, hell, we still have people that think the moon landing was faked. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we still have people that think the Earth is flat. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there you go. Um, but I, I'm wildly curious about this. And I just want to say, if there's any Kojima fans listening... And I mean, I'm I'm a fan of his work. I liked Metal Gear Solid 1, 5. And I liked uh, Death Stranding a lot. So I'm a fan of his work. I like what he does. The, the thing I don't want to happen here... Is, let's say this has got nothing to do with Kojima at all. Which he has said that. Not that that might be true. Because it, it might not be true. He has said this has got nothing to do with Kojima. So if this hasn't got anything to do with Kojima, and it's not Metal Gear, and it's not Silent Hill, and it's not a new Kojima game, this is just a game from a developer that nobody really knows anything about, and it's just a new IP called Abandon, and that's the game. I really hope people... I mean, people are probably going to do it, but people are probably going to send him, like, death threats and all sorts of things about, like, oh, you know, we, you, we, you told us you were working with Kojima, and all, all this other kind of nonsense. When he has specifically said that he isn't. So, but, I mean, he, he himself is probably prepared for this. Of, like, people are going to hate me if it's not this. Even though I told it, told them that it's not this. Um, but I guess it's just a part of humanity, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So, um, but yeah, look out, look out for you. If you're on PS5, look out for your pre-download on uh, July 29th. Uh, somebody will probably make a video about it on YouTube. Like, like what the pre-download looks like or or something so yeah and then we'll find out august 10th what the opening teaser is for so cool um and even though this is ps5 exclusive um the trailers are gonna end up on youtube so i wouldn't worry too much about that uh lastly beth uh writes in uh, by the way if you would like to write in with your thoughts feelings questions comments or whatever you'd like to put in 
www.matthewoodentertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, Beth says, did Matt manage to see the new technology thing for FIFA 22? Uh, I looked it up after I heard the podcast and saw it. Uh, no, I can't find it. Um, I did see there was another video released and it had some more gameplay stuff, so that probably shows off what it is. It's still just confusing to me that you would make a teaser trailer like, here's what hyper... I, I think it was hyper something technology is and then not explain what it is but show how it's being made which is footballers in um oh, what's that thing called Mo- motion capture just suits? motion capture what are they suits. called again yeah motion capture stuff like you show the footballers in that but you don't explain what how it like works in the game it's so weird uh i'll look it up again i did see i did see there was some gameplay stuff released on youtube because obviously it's in my recommendations and whatnot so i'll uh have an have another look for it no uh, i'm assuming that you haven't seen what this is no so uh anyway if i find out what that is and actually see what this thing does to the game because uh, i'm curious about it i'll uh let you all know my thoughts uh next week uh but that's what we got for you for this episode of gaming talk uh i hope you all enjoyed listening to what we had to say about different things uh, if you want to find more stuff that we've done, uh, recorded and talked about, you can find all of that on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us on podcast platforms by searching for Entertainment Talk. Uh, so feel free to look us up on there and check out the rest of our content, uh, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts as well. Uh, and yes, I'm aware that we signed Varane. is very, very good. But I'll talk about that in a uh, preview podcast next month, which isn't too far away. So look out for that soon. Um, got Monsters at Work tomorrow, we've got Ted Lasso on Friday, and then, uh, might do some film reviews and things. I think I might see Suicide Squad next week, um, so we'll see how that goes. I've, I've heard very, very good things about it from, like, press screenings and everything, so, uh, have you heard uh, much about it? I mean, it? I've seen all Suicide the normal Squad? stuff that you would expect to see on the previews. Um, what I think I'm gonna do is I'm gonna wait to see if they charge extra, for HBO Max, and then just get HBO Max for a month and watch it that way, so I don't have to go to a theater. Oh yeah, it should be yeah, because they do day in, don't they do day and date with they do and of, for the Bugs, first couple it, three so. movies they didn't do the extra money bullshit that Disney is doing with their premiere access, but that doesn't mean they're not going to do it for Suicide Squad, which is going to be an actually pretty good draw. So, mm, yeah, so. Let us know how that goes. Um, yeah, in the meantime, if you'd like to support Entertainment Talk, you can either listen to more episodes that we've done or share them around word of mouth, social media. It's all very, very helpful, so please consider that. Uh, Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers for your ad-free podcasts and review options, so take a look at that. David's posting TV and film news still over on Geek Town, Geek Town, the credit you can, Geek Town Radio, so take a look over there. Uh, there should be a Geek Town Radio episode today. So, because uh, it's Tuesday, so have a look out uh, for those every Tuesday on Geek Town Radio. Uh, Bex is streaming daily, pretty much over on Twitch. Uh, Trista Bytes, Trista B Y T E S. You can also follow me on Twitch as well, eTalk UK, for all my different streams. Going to try and stream some more uh, Immortals within the next couple of days at some point, so look out for that. And if you miss the archive streams, you can find them later on YouTube. Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening, Goodbye. and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.